Listener Production. Yes, welcome to the Jock and Journo podcast with Jay Clark and Scott Pendle. We've got a special guest because this is a bit of a finals edition. There's some massive games this weekend. Collingwood, Melbourne, Carlton, Sydney, St Kilda and GWS and Brisbane, Port Adelaide. Who's going to win the flag? We're going to get to that in one second time. The great Mike Sheen, uh, Doyne, the best sports journalist who has ever lived is here again. Hello to you, Mike. Hello, Jay. Hi, Scott. So I'm going to get straight to it, Scotty. Nick Dacos. It's been the question on everyone's lips for the past week. Is he going to play? No, he won't play Thursday night. Um, he's progressed, though. He's running. Um, yeah, and I, I, I said this yesterday. It's going to be the story until you see him on the field, yep. isn't it? You're going to always ask. And, you know, you'll come to training tomorrow and you'll see him and he'll be running, he'll be changing direction, and he'll look amazing. And they'll go, oh, is he going to play? Is he going to play? Mm-hmm. So pretty, I'm pretty sure, without being fully across it, that yep. he's been ruled out and it's all about what's next for Nick after this final. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know personally like playing, you know, I broke a finger, played the next week after surgery. I remember that. I should have taken a week off because the next week it felt 10 times better. Mm. And mm. he's got, he's everyone forgets he's had, because as soon as you see them running, you think they're normal again. Mm. But he's got a cracked bone four yeah. weeks ago on his leg. Mm. You imagine if first contest he gets slid into and that reopens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you looking after the kid's longevity? I don't know. So yeah, I think we've made the right call. Giving ch- and also give Nick a chance to come back fully ready to go. Like, he ran for the first time in four weeks yesterday. Can I ask you about the buy? Don't mm. like it, yeah. No? You don't like the buy in principle or you, you it's it's in the wrong spot? It's in the wrong spot. Where should it should be pre-grand final. Mm-hmm. And it's well, that's the thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take something dramatic to happen for it to be changed. Yep. So we're so reactive. It's like, so until someone misses with concussion in a grand final, they're not going to change it. And then when it happens, they'll change it. Mm. It's like the score review stuff. We spoke about this a while ago. It wasn't good enough. It's not the standard. But no, don't change it. But then when it costs the club, yeah. now we change it. Mm. It's very so good until, this it costs, time. until it costs someone, we won't. It's, it will stay here until it costs someone a grand final through concussion. Mm. So I think Collingwood fans or football fans, Mike, you might have a view on this. Over the last month, saw you lose three out of four. Defence, you lost three out of your four games. We won two of our last three. Leading into the Essendon game, <laughs> leading into this season, glass half full of Nick. Journos. <laughs> yeah. Tell us why. Because Collingwood looked wobbly for a period, and then you come out, smacked Essendon, kept them to three goals. Team defense looks a lot better. Now you get more Murphy, McCreary come in. So you're only missing Dacos. The side's almost at full strength. Why it will this week be any different to that period, rounds 18, 19, 20, 21, where it looked a little bit shaky? What happened? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, Part of it, there's a, there's a multitude of things where sides took some things away from us, challenged us in different ways. Um, also, for us, the reality was that we'd qualified top four once we beat Port Adelaide in that game. Mm. Um, and you've seen in the last round of the season, sides with nothing to play for, it all, all it takes is two or three percent, and you're off. Um, you know, and then even some. Uh, just the way we played, we you know had to look at how we're going forward for a couple of weeks to see if that would work. You know. Brisbane, people would say Brisbane's probably the form side of the comp, mm. yeah, and we lose to them by four goals. So it's not like we're miles off the mm. pace. No. We beat Geelong when they had a fair bit to play for. We beat Essendon fairly well. So, yeah, it's just a, it was a really weird time because I've never qualified that early for finals, what we did, and then all it takes is that 1% or 2% off your mindset or you're mm. looking ahead. I know I certainly felt that at times where you're projecting ahead of our oh, finals are coming up soon. You take your eye off the process. And, yeah, I certainly was guilty of that. And then... I think when it all come down to it and you we, we really narrowed as a group for Essendon, mm. it's 
like, what do we got to get done here? How's this best prep for finals? Let's all lock in. What do we got to take care of? Scotty, in that situation, does it ever cross your mind to play for self-preservation? Oh, absolutely it does. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, And when people say, oh, you can't do that or whatever, it, it does. I remember there's a – I'd love to see someone get it. There's a, there's a clip of me. I'm not sure who we're playing. Someone kicked the ball in mm. and Nathan Murphy was about to go back with the flight. And I jumped and like sort of turned because mm. I didn't want him to do it. Mm. Yeah. But this Thursday night I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I don't want anyone to get hurt. Because winning, and this is just how I was thinking at the time, is like winning the game didn't really matter for our end of season position, but losing a player hurts a lot. Mm. So, and that's just, and I think Carlton did in the last game, like Charlie Kernow barely played the last quarter. Paddy Cripps didn't play because he was sore. Mm. If that's a final, they play. Mm. So it's just management, teams do it. Players do it, and you're silly to say that they don't. Mm. Mike, what do you think when you see Brody Grundy booted out of Collingwood and then not get a game at Melbourne? That's a big story these days. Yeah. Well, what would your column on Brody Grundy say? Well, I, I think hopefully I would have raised the issue back in March. Mm. So I said, this might when, when everyone wonders why you've gone and got a ruckman from Collingwood when you've got the best ruckman in the competition, mm. but you sort of say, well, footy clubs, they've got recruiting staff, match committee, the coach. They all think that they can uh, make use of him, but they couldn't. Mm. I feel a bit sorry for him, actually. There's not, there, but there was nothing wrong with having a go at it. <coughs> did you think? Yeah, um, because they I said they wanted to make him a forward. Well, he, yeah, but he then wouldn't when, be a forward in forty but, years. But then they lost Max Gorn for six weeks, mm-hmm. and everyone was lauding it. Yeah, and it helped keep Mac fresh in a sense for this set yeah, yeah. finals. Yeah, but it comes at a huge personal cost. For oh Brody. yeah, I feel. Yeah, I. I feel sorry for any player that goes through the constant speculation because I know how draining that would be. Mm. Like I, 2017 when Bucks was under the pump for us, I remember, I hated getting out of the car park mm. at the club in the morning. Mm. So there was just media everywhere. And when you were playing, there was so much pressure. Just like I want to win just to get those people away yeah. for a week. Mm. Yeah. Like get them off his back, off his family's back. Like this is so draining. That period was the angriest I saw, I've seen you. Oh, yeah, because you were playing for so much more every week and we weren't going well and everyone's lumping it on. You're like, is this – if we lose here, we're literally costing a guy a job. Mm, yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to play under. The scrutiny on coaches is stronger than it is on politicians. Yeah. I reckon Bucks oh, at the time was under more pressure than Albanese is now. It's a good call. Yeah. Oh, we could agree, I couldn't agree more. He would lead news bulletins at the yeah. start of them, yeah. not just the sports section. Yeah. We've got to move on. Right, Carlton versus Sydney. They're going to draw 94,000 plus the MCG. A bloke called Charlie Kerno, Mike. What do you – you've seen Carey, you've seen Ablett, yep. you've seen all the guys. How does this guy compare? Because there's a big spotlight on him at the moment. Yeah, well, I'll give give Mark Robinson his due here. Yes. At the start of the year, Robbo named him as the most valuable player in the comp. And I've personally done that with him because I'm friendly with Robbo, as you yep. know. Yep. Uh, it was a it was a brave call and it was a good call. Mm-hmm. And he's a star, isn't he? Oh, he's the, unbelievable. He's an out and out star. I mean, he, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think on the on the uh, from the point of view of valuable, mm-hmm. I'd probably say he's the most. Uh, I agree with that. Most valuable player in the comp. I think Bonampelli's the best player because you, you you get him every week. Yeah. Um, but geez, Kerno's a beauty. I'm not sure he's yeah. Wayne Carey yet, but he's a beauty. Yeah, Ford's Ford's a byproduct usually of how the ball comes in. Every forward, get it into me quick mm. and get it into me mm. fast, and I'll do the rest. So, What's like Toby the... Green, mm. Charlie, guys. Well, how like that. come coaches don't understand that theory? Because <laughs> yeah, there's team defense and there's pause on the screens, and but yeah, you have a look how good his second half of the year has been, and their ball mm. movements yeah. changed. This is you mentioned Scott and his tipping before, right? This is this is his this is the 
genius of his football analysis. Why is Carlton so good? What is Carlton's one wood? If they're going to go all the way, Contest. right, just take yourselves out of it. What what When you're prepping for your game against Carlton, what is up on the whiteboard? Yeah, oh, the contest with Carlton. You've got to match them in and around the footy because when they win it, they go on forward a lot quicker now. Mm. There's less handball. There's less – you just – and I'm not a big stats guy, but you can look at their midfield numbers. They're not getting 35 now. They're all getting 25 because it's not going backwards, sideways, mm-hmm. backwards again, forwards a little bit. Mm. Then everyone gets back. It's now if you win it, it's one handball and then bang, straight into the forward line. Six on six. But Scott, we, we, how come 18 coaches all play that silly – not 18, the the bulk of them play that silly sideways, hang on to possession, do all that sort of stuff – when everyone else can see that they play better football when they're direct. Yeah, well, because sometimes you're trying to take – you don't want to get into a shootout against someone. You know what I mean? Like, so if – You don't um, want to play their tempo. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to play um, a game where it's so open versus a Carlton because it's they've got Charlie Kernow and you mightn't have him up mm-hmm. in your front. So you think if we own the ball, they have to defend for long periods of the time. Because when you're owning the ball and you're moving mm-hmm. it up, even though you mightn't score, you know that they're not going to score and you can pull them out of structure pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That's why Carlton is saying their stoppage game is really strong. Their turnover game's in good shape too, but if you go back into stoppage, the field resets. Yeah. You, know, you get a stoppage. It's not like there's a stoppage and you've got 14 guys behind the play. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say this, the ability to win stoppage and go forward really quickly is really good. And equally, when they lose it, they defend really well behind the footy. You played to that. The 2019 game plan was uncontested. It was 100 marks. No, it? it was 19. 19. 19. We were a bit more footy. When it started, the ball. To, well, to Mike's point, that's started to go off the rails. Yeah, it has. Well, mm-hmm. Richmond, I credit Richmond for changing the game a lot. With forward footy momentum, knock yeah. on, surge, defend really well behind it, exciting, score. Um, and I know playing in a system similar to that <clears throat> last few years has been really exciting. See, so coaches are overrated and overpaid. Uh, the, the good ones <laughs> are underpaid. Speaking of Ross Line, St Kilda, they've got GWS at the MCG. I think St Kilda should be favourites uh, in this one, to be honest, at the MCG. Marvel, I'd think differently. How do you see uh, this one, fellas? I like GWS. Yeah. I think their last three months have been really good. They got the class, and they, and they don't care. They travel better than anyone in the competition. Mm. They you they you could say that, really well. You could say to Toby Green and those players, "We're playing at Mars this week." They wouldn't care. Mm. They do play at Mars Stadium, don't they? Mars, oh, no, like Ballarat, <laughs> yeah. nice, oh, that's no, no, good one. No, yeah, <laughs> thanks, well Mike. Toby Green, yep. How much do you love him? Lots, like everyone else does. So I think. We all love a bit of larrikin. Scallywag. And then when the time comes and they put their hand up and do what, what Toby Green does. So, I mean, he's a, he's a beauty, isn't he? Moments, man. Yep. Yeah. He's so, such a good – like another one, not those forwards. He's probably the best forward of the long period where you just know what you're going to get most weeks from Toby mm-hmm. in the hardest position on the field. Mm-hmm. Like he plays basically as like a hybrid forward who kicks two goals a week mm-hmm. and has 20 possessions. Yeah. Like that's incredible mm-hmm. as a half forward. But because it's not 30 – no one really waits it, but he's up there for best player in the comp and All-Australian captain. And Does he yeah. remind you of anyone? He reminds me a, a bit of um, a bit Jimmy Bartell. Plays yeah, above, above his, his head. He's yeah, like Jimmy yeah. Bartell, and I feel like he's like dusty once the ball hits the ground yeah. with his oh. ability sideways to get out of tackles and just his smarts. Um, I, I see the similarities there. Hmm. And I love the growth in him. He got up in March in front of a group of 15 journos, and he was asked to be – he's just made captain – they said, well, how, how are you travelling? How are you going to be able to do it? And he sort of said, oh, I've got lots to improve on. He didn't say, oh, she'll be right. Yeah, I'll be yeah. fine. He said, no, I've got some rough edges and I need to be better. I've let myself down and I've got a big opportunity and I've got to take, make the most of that. Mm. He said, oh, I've got some flaws. It would have been easier to say, oh, it'll be fine. Mm. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll be good. You know, blah, blah, blah. He really, was really vulnerable in front of a group of media. Now, yeah. 
99 times out of 100, they close. He was really open. And I think that's the that, – and everyone, is, his teammates just follow him. We all love the way he plays, don't we? Yeah. Brisbane versus Port Adelaide uh, on Saturday night. Um, Brisbane's goal-kicking accuracy has cost him. Have they choked on the big stage before? Do we trust Brisbane? I think that's the question. I, I really rate Port Adelaide. You paused. You I, both paused. No, I really rate Port Adelaide. And that's from playing them over there. We had a pretty bruising encounter that Saturday night, the Bruzzy comments. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this, this is going to be an amazing game. Brisbane home ground makes a bit of a difference there. Makes a big difference. Yeah. But I think in finals, think I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Port get up here. Really? It's hard to tip against Brisbane when they're like 14 and zip at home or whatever. So but, you see how he's having a bob each um, way? Yeah. I said that before. <laughs> You've got to tip each way. Um, I feel like a lot of people out there are just sort of marking Brisbane down to get this done. Mm. I, I really no, like I agree Port. with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, one, one question is you as an opponent is uh, my view is Rosie's as good as Butters. Do you subscribe to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I feel like they're equally as good. And they, the best thing about when you've got really good players is when they can learn to play together. Mm. And that's their strength. They both work hard both ways. It's not like they're not competing. Mm. You see often kids that are around the same age, one of them wants to be the alpha dog mm. yeah. and the star. And that's when I reckon sides, young sides get into trouble when they're not sure who the main man is. Both these guys are the main man and they both play well together and play well off each other. Mm. Yeah. Like Swan and Pendlebury back in the day. If I see, he was the alpha though, because he was older. Yeah. So he used to just tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do this forever. Um, we're going to go. Mark Sheen, it has been an absolute pleasure. Love Thanks, to talk Jay. With Thanks, you. Scott. We miss Thanks, you. Mike. We absolutely miss you in the Herald Sun office. Scotty Pendlebury, we will see you next week on the Jock and Judo Show. Absolutely, we will. Bye for now. Listener.